when you're trying to make a decision, big or small, who do you go to? When you have a hard decision to make, you find yourself maybe in uncharted waters, who or what do you go to for advice or help? If we're honest with ourselves, we have all been in situations where we didn't quite know what to do. Maybe it was at work or at school or at home and you encountered a situation you just didn't know how to handle. If you're a parent, uh, I think we run into this all the time. Uh, The fact of life is that our kids are always growing, they're always learning, they're always kind of pushing the boundaries, trying to figure out this thing called life. And so guess what? That means as parents, we're always growing, we're always learning, we're always pushing the boundaries, trying to figure out this thing called life. Because our kids are always encountering new situations, we are as well. And there are many times, at least for me, where I could use some help or advice as a parent. So who or what do you seek for advice or wisdom? When I entered the ministry, I can't tell you how many times I would call my dad for help. Uh, for advice. He was and is a pastor. For those of you who've been under a rock, uh, haven't heard me talk about him. Um, he's, he was a district superintendent at the time that I entered the ministry. So not only had he had all this experience in ministry before I ever entered the ministry, he was now having all these situations and experience as a, as a superintendent um, that, that I had never had to deal with. So he had tons of wisdom and advice um, to give. I still call him today every now and then, but not so much as I've, you know, I've gained a little bit more experience uh, in the ministry. Oftentimes, you know what, I find myself reaching out to my friends and my current colleagues in ministry, because they're often dealing with some of the same situations that I'm dealing with, and they're able to offer wisdom and advice. Of course, I hope that I reach out to my best friend, um, my partner in life, Kristen, Although I do so knowing that I will get her unfiltered, straightforward truth. She doesn't play around. You ask for advice, you're going to get it. So when I do go to her for wisdom and advice, because I do think she has wisdom beyond her years, I know it's going to be good, I know it's going to be exactly what I need, but I often do so after I put on some um, uh, emotional padding. You know, I, get, I, get, I get geared up for it. Um, I kind of brace myself. It's always good. It's always needed. But I ask you again, who do you go for? Who do you go to when you need wisdom or advice? When life throws you a curveball, or you just got a big decision you need to make, and you're just not quite sure, who or what do you go to for help in making that decision? Well, in the hopes of not sounding, you know, too Sunday schoolish this morning, my prayer is that at the very least, when we're making life's difficult decisions, we would all seek out God's wisdom and God's guidance. Do you know that God's Word, the Bible, is full of God's wisdom on all kinds of topics and situations? And do you know that there's a whole section in the Bible called the wisdom literature? 
Today we're continuing our series called Binge Reading the Bible, and we're looking at the different parts and different sections of the Bible. As we've talked about, the Bible isn't just one book from start to finish. It's actually 66 different books put together into one book. And those 66 books were written by 40 different authors and made up of all kinds of, of, of different literature and written for all different kinds of purposes and reasons. We talked about the Torah and the, or, or the Pentateuch, the, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. I asked you to, to binge read those, those five in a week, and that was two weeks ago, and some of you are still reading. That's good, though. These, these five books tell us about our creation and our, and our fall, our redemption by God, God handing down the law and the commandments, and God making a, a covenant with, with, with us, humanity. Last week, we talked about the historical books. The, the, these are the 12 books in the Old Testament that tell us about the judges and the kings and the formation and the, and the destruction of Israel and the exile and, and the return to Israel. We're reminded of, of God's faithfulness. Whether, whether we are faithful or not, God is always faithful. That's, that's, a, that's a summary of the historical books. And then today we get to the wisdom literature. Well, we recognize that we can find wisdom throughout the Scriptures. Uh, throughout each of the 66 books of the Bible, we also recognize that there are five books in the Old Testament Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon with the sole purpose of dispensing God's wisdom. These books are also known as poetic literature. These books include prayers and songs and poetry, wise sayings meant to teach us, the reader, about how to live a life for God in a wise manner. Each book highlights a particular angle of, of wise living based on a particular theme. For instance, the book of Job highlights wisdom through the perspective of suffering. If, you ever, if you've ever suffered loss, you've ever been hurt, most of us have, Job is a book to seek God's wisdom through suffering. Proverbs, on the other hand, Highlights wisdom through the perspective of, of just day-to-day living. For those of you Dave Ramsey fan, followers, you know that Dave uh, quotes Proverbs a lot when it comes to dealing with and handling money. So there, there's, there's, there are also many places within this section of, of Bible that spe- specifically teach on what it means to attain wisdom, what it means to gain wisdom. For instance, Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Here we see that the most important trait to have when seeking wisdom in your daily life is the fear of the Lord. And to fear the Lord is not to be afraid of God, but it's to show reverence for God due to a proper understanding of who God is. Those who fear God, those who have reverence for God, understand God's capabilities. They know what God can do. And there's a great deal of wisdom and peace that comes from simply knowing how great our God is. 
However, when it comes to summarizing these five books, our passage from Proverbs 3 states the main theme. Verse 5 proclaims the heart behind any wise decision that we can make. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Our day-to-day, Sunday through Saturday, Monday through Friday, whatever you want to call it, our day-to-day experiences in life are directly tied to our ability to make wise decisions and, and to assess the consequences of those decisions. When we trust in the Lord fully, it allows us to lean into Him and not our own understanding or interpretation of things. This was the key in the book of Job where we hear the story of a man who experienced much strife, much anxiety, much loss within a very short period of time. And the only way that he was able to mentally and emotionally handle all this loss was to trust that God had an ultimate plan. A plan other than what he and his friends could see or fathom or lean into. I don't know about you, but I am bad about leaning on my own understanding. I'm bad about leaning on my own understanding. Now, I'm not going to speak for you, so I'm willing to bet that I'm not the only one. But I'm, I'm bad about thinking that I know enough. Or, or I'm bad about thinking that I, I, I figured this out. I figured this out. I don't need anybody's help. I'm good. I'm smart enough. I mean, God gave me a brain, right? I'm going to use it. And I'm certainly not advocating for us to check our brains at the door, but I would say we need to check God's wisdom first before we seek our own understanding. In my short years on this earth, I have learned one thing. God's ways are way better than mine. And whenever I seek my will above God, it never turns out okay. However, when I seek God's face and I seek God's wisdom and I seek God's will and I lean into his understanding and not my own, it always comes out okay. It always comes out okay, but it may not be what I wanted. It always comes out okay, but it may not be what I planned. It always, always comes out okay. And whatever happens, it is always for my benefit and his glory. My benefit and his glory. And his glory is the most important thing. His glory is the most important thing. So then in verse 6, the author of Proverbs writes, In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. See, it's one thing to open up the scriptures, to open up your Bibles, to even go straight to these five books and try to seek God's wisdom. It's one thing to seek God's wisdom, seek God's advice, but it's another thing to actually use his wisdom and apply his wisdom, to submit to his wisdom. I think a lot of us in this room, we know what the Bible says. At least we think we do. We have a good understanding or at least a good idea of what it says. We know what God says on, on various topics and, and, and various situations. But the next step after gaining God's wisdom and God's understanding is to then apply God's wisdom. And again, if we apply God's wisdom into our lives, 
He's going to make our path straight. He's going to guide us as we follow his plan and his wisdom. You know, I think a lot of us, I think for a lot of us, our problem is that we live in a culture of independence. We live in a culture of independence. From an early age, we're taught that you should deal with problems on your own. And that if you ask help, if you ask others for help, then that's a sign of weakness. So many of us don't like to ask for help. Obviously, I'm a conflicted human being. On the one hand, I don't ask mine asking my dad and others for advice, but I also think, hey, I can figure this thing out. And I'm willing to bet that maybe you're a conflicted human being as well. That there are times when we're willing to ask for help, and there's other times that we're like, oh, I'm supposed to figure this out. I can't ask others for help. that That just means I'm weak. But I think we've been either told, either outright, or through scenes throughout our culture, that asking for help is a sign of weakness. We're just supposed to figure things out on our own. But for the church and for Christians, Christ tells us to lean on each other. And God's word tells us to lean not on our own understanding, but to trust in the Lord, to lean on him. One of my favorite words is, I don't know. I guess that's three words. But you get the point. I love, I don't know. And some of us need to get used to that. I don't know. Actually, I like to say, I don't know, but I will try to figure it out. I I don't know, but I will try to figure it out. There is no shame in realizing you don't know. Some of us need to get to a point where we are comfortable saying, I don't know. I don't know, but let me see what God says about this. I don't know if you have a work decision to make, a school decision to make, a family decision to make. I'm sure you have in the past, and I know you will in the future. I pray that you will seek God's wisdom and God's understanding and not just your own. And one of the ways you can do that is not only reading the scriptures, but praying. If you're not communicating, then how can God speak to you? How can God speak to you if you're not reading his word and and talking with him in prayer? I pray that you will seek God's wisdom and God's understanding. God has given us so much wisdom. In these five books, throughout the scriptures, through each other, by leaning on each other, and through prayer, let's not let it go to waste. Amen. Heavenly Father, Father, we thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your willingness to guide us. Even when sometimes we're stubborn and we want to do our own thing, we realize that your ways are better. So, I, so, Father, I pray for those maybe today who right now have a decision to make. And they're a little uncertain. They don't have peace. Maybe they've been trying to do their own thing. Father, open up your word to them. Open up their prayer life to them. 
Father, give them the wisdom that can only come from you. Father, Father, let us seek your face and your will in all that we do. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Our closing hymn.